Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another episode of the Muslim Student Podcast. Today I'm joined by Harun who is a member of the Muslim Student Network and he is uh, is currently studying dentistry in his second year. Uh, so this podcast of course we'll be talking about Ramadan uh, which is less than a week away now. Um, I'll make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes of those who are able to reach Ramadan. So we'll kind of be talking about preparing for Ramadan, what our mindset should be in the Ramadan, uh, what should we seek, what should our goals be, and how, sh- how should you manage Ramadan as a student. Um, so assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Alaikum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Suleiman? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing good. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I can't complain. Unbelievable, so close to Ramadan. Like, yeah, it's fun. The time goes really fast, isn't it? It's, it's been rapid. I just remember last Ramadan and now we're just already here. It's, um, wow, it's been rapid. Oh, wow. Um, so I guess to start, how has your experience been uh, with Ramadan last, for example, your last year or even, even before university and, and how um, it has been uh, for you? Yeah. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Salatu salamu ala Rasul Kareem wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'een amma ba'd. So yeah, Ramadan for me, historically, has always been exam period. So I, I sat my GCSEs during Ramadan. I did my A-levels. I think just after Ramadan, my first exam was on Eid. So my entire revision period was in Ramadan. Uh, last year, my exams were, I think, just after, just after Ramadan. So <laughs> I've, been, I've been having Ramadans full of exams, to be honest. Um, but... Alhamdulillah, in spite of that, Ramadan for the past year has been amazing. See, last year being COVID. And um, yeah, I, I, Ramadan was such an amazing experience. And I mean, just because you're a student doesn't mean you can't experience the beauty and the, the blessings of Ramadan. Uh, there's, no, <laughs> there's no reason why you can't. Um, yeah. What about yourself? What about yours? Yeah, I think it's very similar for me. I think ever, ever since my GCSEs, it's exams have always been around the Ramadan time. I think yeah. as I got to uni, um, because I think the schedules are a bit different with uni than with uh, A-levels and GCSEs, it was a bit um, more relaxed, uh, a little bit in terms of scheduling. But um, yeah, generally, most, most, even, but even during Ramadan, studying and everything, trying to revise for exams, it's still, still, still the case. Um, I think, alhamdulillah, my experience, uh, so for my first year, it was definitely, uh, I was on campus when I was at, uh, I was on campus during my first year at uni, and uh, I think it was it was a good experience, alhamdulillah, even though you're studying, um, the, IS, the ISOC at my university, they would do, every, every year they'd do uh, an iftar, so every, every day of, of Ramadan, they would, um, they would uh, pay, they would, uh, they would seek donations to be able to buy food for everyone to eat together. And it's a very good experience, alhamdulillah. Every day you had free iftar? Yeah, yeah. Every day free iftar. No way. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, so they would get donations out, Drummer, um, and they would uh, seek out, got online donations and whatnot. So alhamdulillah, they were, they were able to provide for a, a lot of people. I'm not sure exact number, but a, a lot of brothers, alhamdulillah. It was, it was a very good experience. Um, then and Tarawih and everything. Um, I think though um, you do have to. I think I, I've had that similar for you. Um, exams during Ramadan a lot, so you have to kind of adapt your schedule to be able yeah. to make sure you're getting in all your studies, 
whether that be um, immediately after Suhoor or very early in the morning revising because you got your energy then, um, sleeping maybe through the day. But alhamdulillah, I think um, it's, Ramadan generally is a very good atmosphere. I think what, what that, worked for you in terms of uh, balancing the studying and the sleeping? How did you go about doing that? I think um, generally, I think generally what I would do is uh, after suhoor and uh, after paying fajr, I would try to revise for a few hours then. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to revise a few hours then because I'm awake anyways. I I can do it for a bit um, and then. It depends if, if I've got a lot if I've got lectures I think during that time lectures start to relax a bit so it's not too bad in terms of being committed lectures for what I've had um and so um going to lectures probably midday um or, or a little bit before um if Thara may take a nap um then you'd have um then you'd have iftar tarawih um maybe take a little bit of a more of a sleep before um suhoor I think that that's mainly what I've I've done. I think I I don't think I've struggled too much um, with that. I think it's it's been okay for me. That seems like um, Have you found it? Yeah, um, so my show is quite different to yours. Okay. I would I would try and uh, sleep after Tajik until uh, the time. Depending on when I had, if I had lectures or stuff in the morning, at 9 a.m., then I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd sleep as much as I could. Um, after that, I would get up and I'd continue the day as normal. Uh, after maybe Asha time, I have a short, I have a very short nap. And I would proceed till Maghrib. In that time, I'd try and use that time for studying. And then after Maghrib, I would try and obviously have a star, spend time with family if, if, if I could. And then I would. Uh, start any ibadah that I would like to do so Quran, any uh, any da'wah activities I'd like to get up to, I would do reading, reflection and if I had time after that I would do some revision in that time and when I had exams like immediately after I would spend some of that time doing revision but I would do that like after taraweeh yeah after taraweeh and uh, I would stay awake till fajr and then repeat the cycle so I, I would mainly use the night and then sleep in the in in the mornings and then use from from the time onwards I kind of stay awake and except for a very short nap. Yeah, I think you just have to find what works for you. To be honest, yeah. Um, different people operate differently. People, yeah, different people operate differently. So I think it's about just, just adapting and finding out what's worked, what works Absolutely. for you. Um, no, there's yeah. no one size fits all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's an ex- it's an experiment. It's an experiment, and then you just kind of find what works well for you. Uh, don't spend too much time experimenting though. <laughs> Try something and then stick to it. Otherwise, you're gonna yeah, be, yeah, definitely. You're gonna be very tired otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Take advantage of I think the only thing with uh, past Ramadan because of COVID over the past two years, it's been yeah. a bit, uh, a bit, a bit difficult. Um, yes. Not, not difficult in in terms of um, studying everything, but difficult in terms of finding the atmosphere. Um, speaking to people, having that environment because that environment to some extent was was lost. But granted, I would spend a lot more time with my family during that period, which was good. Um, so always, yeah. alhamdulillah, for for whatever situation is, you make the best of it. Um, but definitely, I think some to some extent that that uh, atmosphere was lost. But alhamdulillah, as things are easing up, uh, hopefully we'll we'll have a we'll have a better atmosphere and everything. Yeah, everything. I think I think it's, 
I, I pray that nothing happens, but it should should be back to normal. Inshallah, it looks looks like it. Um, so I guess that's moving on. Uh, one question I wanted to ask your your thoughts on is how should we view uh, Ramadan as we're we're so close? How should we? Get, what mindset should we have? Um, and yeah, what 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 should be our, our mindset and our goals kind of going into Ramadan? Ramadan is the month where you can really reconnect, really reconnect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the month, the month of investment, the month where you put time in now and you put effort in now and you'll reap the rewards for the rest of the year. Ramadan is not Ramadan is not just a time where you where you increase your ibadah and the rest of the year you dip. No, Ramadan is a time that you kind of like nitrous boost you throughout the rest of the year. So for me, my, my, my view is, is that our view should be to maximize our connection to Allah, maximize our taqwa, and maximize our good deeds in this, in this month. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in the ayah for uh, fasting, he says, بعد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان and he also says another verse بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون fast can be prescribed upon you as it was prescribed upon those nations before you why? So that you achieve taqwa. So our goal in this month should be, as the ISS suggests, to increase in taqwa in whatever way that we can. And we should put all effort in to achieve that taqwa. Now, this month is that time. This month is that time and, and, it, and, it should, and it, we should really try and take advantage of that. Now, that leaves the question, Tayyib. What is taqwa? Taqwa is contrary to what the average uh, view is, the view that go, the average kind of person views or the view that's predominant, is not, is not simply growing uh, a long beard and sitting in a masjid all day and kind of um, reciting tasbih. That is not taqwa. Now that may be an element of taqwa to, to, have, a, to, to have a beard and to, and to uh, do tasbih and recite Quran. These are all amazing actions. However, that does not, that's not what taqwa is. I'll go around the of taqwa. What is taqwa? Taqwa, linguistically, linguistically, it's, they say it's from wiqaya. Wiqaya means to have a protection, to have a barrier between you and something else. Okay, barrier from what? A barrier between you, a barrier between you, and, a barrier between you, and like, and, like, like bad deeds. You and bad deeds, and you and you and uh, uh, the disobedience of Allah. Now, is this disobedience of Allah? What, where, where is disobedience of Allah in? This, this, this disobedience of Allah is in all aspects of your life. So, you could be someone who is doing the typically attributed good action, the typical ibadat, but then maybe, for example, you come home after a long day of university. And your mom's been in the kitchen all day. She kind of wants some help. But you say, no, I need to do my Quran. I need to, no, I'm not, I don't want to help you. I just want to do this. Okay. Is that, is that someone who is taqwa? 
Is that someone who's taqwa? No, it's not someone who's taqwa. Someone who's taqwa will understand that the, the mother has a huge right and it's wrong for her to be left in, left to, to kick and cook and clean and do all this hard work. You're not even helping even for one minute. You're just kind of just coming down like her brain did it at half time and just sitting down just munching. And that's, this is not this is not taqwa. Taqwa is also not someone who doesn't... Someone, someone who has taqwa is someone who has Islam in all in all aspects of their life. So whether it be relationship with their mother, whether it be relationships with the community. They don't just distance out with the entire community. They they, they they help the community out. They help them with good deeds. Taqwa does not stop that away. They still continue to call people towards Islam, call people to the way of Allah. Now this does not mean just non-Muslims. It means also Muslims. Guide them, show them what Islam truly is. People have a lot of misconceptions about Islam. People don't understand it. It's something for all parts of their life. So when you have taqwa, it should be that Islam is the foundation by which you judge all of your actions, whether they be social, whether they be uh, ibadat, whether they be political, whether they be in any aspect of your life, you have Islam as, 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 it, as your basis. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm going on way too much now. No, no, no. I think um, that is very important because I think a lot of the time, or some of the time, you can think that, oh, um, Ramadan may be just a time for uh, personal rit- for rituals or ritualistic ibadat. It's just for salah, it's just for um, reciting, which alhamdulillah, you should in- maximize, you should increase, and you should um, pray um, and recite Quran, alhamdulillah. But, if you're not doing that, then you are missing some of the, yeah, yeah. Missing the fuel. You don't have fuel then. They continue exactly. to go. You need that. You need these actions. These are the actions that will help you get to Jannah. But if you're if you're neglecting Islam in other parts of your life, if you're if you're not thinking about Islam when you're doing your financial transactions, if you're not thinking about Islam when you're when you're dealing with women, if you're a guy, or or if you're a girl and dealing with men, yeah. Imagine you go. You see people who are who are fasting fasting in the day, but then they're chilling with the girls at night. And and, and uh, what is this? I'm not saying necessarily zina, but I'm saying that they're just Free, freely chilling. Yeah, what is this? This is not. This is not. Taqwa, is it? Um, right. Because um, I think it's definitely important to understand that Islam as a whole um, should shape your life, not just in the personal uh, personal matters, but also in every, but in every aspect of of, of our lives. There's a lost parentala in the last uh, portion of the Quran that he reveals. Allah parentala says. That Allah is saying that He has created for, um, He's completed our deen for us, our, our way of life, and He has made, and then He has completed His favor upon us, and He has made Islam our deen as a complete way of life, right? It's, it's, it's complete. So, as you're saying, it, it, it talks about every single aspect of our lives. Yes. And I think, because during Ramadan, obviously, Ramadan is the month of the Quran. And um, alhamdulillah, you see people doing multiple khatam of the Quran, uh, long taraweeh, listening to the beautiful recitation of um, of, of the reciters. Um, but I think something which we need to place importance of is based on the ayah which you mentioned, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, that, Allah, that, that the Quran is a huda, huda linnas, right? That it is a guidance for mankind, right? Uh, and a, a clear guidance and a criterion. Exactly. So, if Allah Taala is is saying that the Quran is this, we need to be using it as that, right? 100%. So, 
while a hundred percent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, should re will reward us for um, reciting the Quran, what we should make an effort to is is try to understand it. I think try to contemplate on it, because yeah, uh, because um, if we're going to use it for the purpose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying as a guidance, then we need to be um, trying to understand it. Whether that be uh, if uh, if you don't know Arabic, reading translations, uh, reading tafsir, or uh, even better, trying to learn Arabic yourself so you can access the language of the Quran. I think that's that's something that's very important. And and, and the thing is, is that this is not just you speaking or Harun speaking to randomness. If you look to the Quran itself to see this being mentioned, so uh, as an ayat Surah Sad, Billahi Rahman Rahim. The book that has been sent to, that has been sent to you, blessed a blessing, Mubarak. Why? ayati so that you reflect upon its ayat, so that the uh, people of reasoning. Um, like re re are reminded that, or like reflect. This is this is this is the Quran, and people like we all want to become people of the Quran in this month, right? That's that's our, that's one of the main things that we want to do. We want to become people of the Quran because these are, these are Allah's special people, people of the Quran. And Ibn Qayyim says in like a lovely statement, he says that Ahlul Quran. The people of the Quran are the people who act by it and they act by what's in it and even if they haven't memorized it by heart. So that's definitely the people of the Quran. And it says later on in that statement he's not talking about how you could memorize the Quran, but you don't understand it, you don't act upon it, you're not from the view of the Quran then. So we, if you want to be view of the Quran, we need to be applying it in all aspects of our life. And we need to be calling people to act upon it in that way. And not just have this view that it's only for the Muslim, it's only for the only recommended action, just reading it. Reading it's essential. But the acting upon it is, 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 I'll be, is, is even more important. It's even more important to to, to act upon the Quran and not just make it and that's something that's on your tongue. It's not just for the tongue, it's for the it's for our lives. Um and I think this I think this view makes like life actually a bit easier, I would say. Especially as students, because I think we often have this dichotomy as students. Ah, uh, but I want I want to do well in my exams, but I also want to uh take advantage of Ramadan. But then uh, so I want to do read loads of reading of Quran. But then I, I can't because of this and student, I can't revise. And then you get in this problem. But if you have this view that it stands for all aspects of life, then even when you're studying, you can have this viewpoint that actually I can be thinking about applying uh, studying. Uh, I can apply Islam into my studying. How? What do, you, what do you mean, Harun? What I mean is that, like, for example, if I'm studying for my exams and I've got this view that I'm studying with the intention of, with the intention of, getting a halal job, earning a halal income, providing my role as a, inshallah, prospective husband and, fa and, and father. I want to provide for my family. And that's something that is Islam is, has, has ordained as an obligation upon the man to be the provider. 
Now I've got this view that I need to get my job so that I can provide. Then, it, then, then by the grace of Allah, maybe the studying will even become an act of worship. So this, 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 this is the beautiful thing about Islam. It doesn't mean you should be a monk. Islam does not call you to be a monk or someone uh, like in a monastery. Just, just no, 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 no. It's the opposite, opposite. And I and I read I read a narration about uh, from the from from the time of Isa salam, who, um, um, from the time of Isa salam, where he approached a man, where Isa salam approached a man in the masjid, and he was they he 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 said that he was a. Uh, well, the man said that he was like basically some piety, like someone like he was worshiping God all the time, constantly worshiping God. Then Isa asked him, "Okay, who provides your bread? Who provides your food?" Essentially, he said, "My brother. My brother provides it for me." And then Isa said, "Your brother's more pious, or the bro- your brother's the more religious." And this is this is narrated um, in Imam Ghazali's book, Ihya Din. So, like you can see that obviously, this doesn't mean that we, as I said, I keep reiterating this. Make sure that you active. Make sure you keep reading the Quran. And one of my personal goals is to is, is to continue to increase in reading of Quran, increase in reflection of Quran, increase reading of, of tafsir, uh, whenever I can, and do khatma. But like, if I come out of Ramadan and I've increased in my application of Quran in my life, then I'll be then I'll be happy. If I've just come out with a khatm, that's good. But I really want to make sure that I've increased in my application, increased in understanding, increased in my uh, all this stuff. Oh, sorry, I'm going on too much now. No, no, bro. It's uh, it's a very beneficial zakha. So I think um, it reminds me of the ayah in uh, Surah Juma, uh, ayah five, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ حُمِّلَ التَّوْرَاةَ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُ أَسْفَارَهُ بِئْسَ مَثَلُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الْظَّالِمِينَ." The example of those who were entrusted with observing the Torah. But failed to do so is that of a donkey carrying books. How evil is the example of those who reject Allah's signs? Allah does not guide the wrongdoing people. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is giving the example of a donkey who has all these books. All these books contain knowledge, right? They make they'll contain beneficial knowledge. But if you're not acting upon it, if you're not understanding it, if you're not contemplating on it, if you're not if you're not contemplating Allah's signs, what benefit is all this knowledge going going to give you? So one is understanding it, but the second, understanding it isn't enough. You need to be implementing it in your lives and acting upon it. As we mm-hmm. were saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this as a, as a complete deen, uh, complete deen for us. Um, this, I think un- no, go ahead, go ahead. I said, I just think it's completely transformed one view of Islam. If you don't view, if you view Islam, as something for just the prayer room or just something just for Ramadan, then you sadly like haven't seen the, the true the, 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 the comprehensive nature of Islam. Yeah, like the Prophet وسلم, when he when he when he brought his guidance, it's it's as as Allah says in the Quran, um um the um sorry the eyes slipping my mind but Basically, in the English, in English, to take people from the darkness into the light, uh, to take people from the darkness into the light, and like this, uh, what is this darkness? It's it's this darkness of not having. You don't have guidance. You don't have guidance in all aspects of your life. Then how can you live life? You 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 be living. You be living in a in, in a mess. And you can see that mess today. People don't have guidance, and that 
and, and, and there's madness is going on. People are uh, have huge mental health issues. You can see uh, the single mother rate is off the charts. About 50% of mothers single mothers. And that's because of the that's because of lack of guidance. You've got divorce rates that like I think all marriages are the average length of marriage is like two years now. You've got people who are suicidal. You've got people who who um, don't who got to put their parents in old people's homes and don't need to, and the parents are neglected and 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 you've got huge neglect, huge neglect. You've got in the Muslim world or across the world, you can see the destruction and you can see this widespread corruption, and you can see that. People are the, the country's rich, but the people are poor. The rich and one they have food on the table. People are fasting when they don't even have a choice. They can't. They can't even not fast. They've got nothing to break the fast. Like this is the situation. But the country's is it, it, filled. It's the country so rich. We've got oil and gas and, and resources and and people. Uh, we have all this stuff, and people are living living horribly, horribly. Obviously, we're living in kind of privilege in the West, but. The Muslim world, it's not, it's not, it's not easy, and um, it's just like we have this guidance, but we're just, you see, like this is something that I really want us to focus on Ramadan. Like how this guidance is not just for us to self-improve. Self-improvement is essential because without you improving yourself, how can you improve other people? But like this book has the secrets and the guide to really. They take the people from darkness to light. It doesn't say take, take just just um, a few people. It's take all the people from darkness to light. And there's another ayah in the Quran, Surah Hadid. It says, um, "لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَنْزَلْنَا مَعَهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْمِيزَانَ لِيَقُومَ النَّاسُ بِالْقِسْطِ لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا." We we um, we indeed we sent our prophet رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ with clear proofs. وَبَيِّنَاتِ لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَنْزَلْنَا مَعَهُمْ We sent with them كِتَابَ الْكِتَابَ the book. Well, mizan, the, the the balance, so that people can uphold justice. Where's the justice today? Where's the justice today? Uh, in both individuals' lives and both on, and on a wider scale. Sorry, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think um, definitely. I think we have to understand the Quran because we have to understand the blessing that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given us and the the um, power of what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given us. That we shouldn't think of it in t- of the of Islam or the Quran in terms of restrictions for us, but we should we should understand it as a blessing for us. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has created us, but He has not left us alone to navigate our lives and find ourselves in situations where, um, as as you're saying, as you're pointing out, all the all the problems that are arising from not using the guidance of the Quran, not using the guidance of Islam. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given it to us. As a blessing to benefit us, not to restrict us for the sake of it, but because by implementing Islam, it will elevate our situation. Yes. Um, as we see that um, the statement of Omar uh, ibn al-Khattab, that um, where he said that indeed we were a um, a uh, debased people. Debased people. Yes. Right. Um, before uh, we, were, we were debased people. And Allah honored us through Islam. And if you were to take honor through anything else other than Islam, we will be will be um, back to that situation, right? And so to um, to understand that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given us a blessing, but are we going to use that blessing that Allah that He has given us? Yeah. That we are Muslim, we understand that this is guidance from Allah. 
but are we um, going to use it? We should understand the weight of it. Allah says in Surah Hashr, uh, Ayah 21. Had we sent down this Quran upon a mountain, we would have certainly seen it humbled and torn apart in awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We set forth such comparison for people, so perhaps they may reflect. Yeah. Allah in this example is saying is telling us the weight of what of this wisdom that He's given us, right? It's not just something that uh, is something casual that you just that you just recite or something that you just is nice to listen to, right? Which of course it is. Allah has made it nice to listen to, but it is something which we should take on as a um, uh, take on in, in order to in order to implement it, um, definitely. Hundred percent. And uh, you know, the other day I was, I heard this for the sheikh and I was, I was like, I was shocked. Even in like, Allah was Samad. What does Samad mean? Say Allah is one. Allah was Samad. What does Samad mean? Samad means the one that like basically doesn't need anything. The one that's like, the, the, no one, it, it, it doesn't require anything to support it. Like from Arabic language, it's like a smud is a common linguistic from a rock in a sea. You know when you when you when you're on a boat and your boat crashes or the boat breaks and you're on you're just now swimming in the sea and you're about to drown and there's this rock there and you just see a rock and it's kind of the only thing that's kind of just standing there by itself and you go towards rock, you swim towards rock, you grab it onto it and everyone's trying to grab onto it and that rock doesn't need the people, but the people need the rock. That what they used to call that rock summit. Allah is a summit. He's the one that we all run into, swimming to, trying to grab onto. He doesn't need us, but we need him. He, he doesn't need us. So all these rules, they're not, they're not benefiting him. They're not helping him in any aspect. Like he doesn't, he's, he's, he doesn't need us in any aspect. He's got angels in, 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 in every inch of every three fingers. He's got angels prostrating towards him in the entire heavens and the earth. And he doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need any of us. But He's given us as a as a blessing, as a, as a mercy towards us. He sent the prophet as a as, as a mercy to mankind, and this is this is this is where the mercy is. So, you, okay, practically now, all of us, how can we like? What's your view, Sulaiman? How can we like take some of these things? How are you going to practically like reflect upon the Quran? How are you going to practically like apply it in your life? Uh, and how can we like spread this knowledge to other people so that everybody who's listening to this can take something practically for them to implement in their Ramadan in the, in the coming. Uh, next week i think when we read the quran we should read it for the perspective of trying to change ourselves and improve our situation because the quran is something that's supposed to change us right yeah. ramadan is the month of change mm. and we should when we're re reading the quran when we're reading the translation when we're reading the tafasir and reading the works of scholars about different ayat and we're reading the, the ayat of quran we should read it with the perspective of this is what Allah has given me to try and change myself for the better. But mm -hmm. this is something with the Ramadan is a, is, a, is, a, is a training period for us that we're trying to benefit ourselves and benefit our situation as an ummah and benefit mankind. Mm -hmm. And so first step is one, yes, you should, you should, your mindset when you're reading the Quran, I think it should be that you are, you are looking at it as a, as a sense of guidance rather than something that you're just reciting for, for the sake of it. Yeah, but right. those who don't speak Arabic, and even those who speak Arabic who don't understand the Quran is very hard Arabic. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. how, how would you uh, how would you recommend they uh, get closer towards the Quran? I think getting closer towards the Quran 
um, will involve, um, in terms of understanding it better, of course, um, re reading tafasir, etc. Um, being in an environment where you're um, in circles, where you're sharing knowledge, when you're, where you're, um, that be giving da'wah or um, rec receiving, giving circles, um, being in an atmosphere where people, where you're all trying to benefit each other, right? Being in an atmosphere where you're all trying to advise each other and help each other. And that we should, when we read the Quran and we see something uh, in it, we should contemplate on it and think about how does that apply to my life? Actually contemplate and reflect. How does this apply to my life? How does this apply to my society around me? How does that apply to us as an ummah? How does it apply to um, how I should act? Right, whether whether it be reading about um, whether whether that be um, pondering upon Allah's signs, whether that be um, pondering upon the uh, ruling the ahkam that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given us, and thinking how do how do I how are we supposed to apply that? Right, Allah has, has given us uh, rulings for um, from the individual to how society is run. We contemplate how how do we actually uh, be implementing that. Um, when we think, when we um, see uh, the, the ayat talking about um, the, the examples of other nations, when we see the examples of the of the prophets, when we see different Allah Subhanahu wa Taala giving us stories, Allah said that these stories are for us to reflect upon, for us to benefit from, and so we should contemplate also on how that applies to today, because because Islam is for all periods, all times, all, all parts of the earth, wherever you are. And so, with that perspective, we should always be thinking about how actually do we, uh, how actually does it impact me? What examples, what what have I done in my life that maybe this verse, maybe these ayat would have improved if I if I had known about them and I had been thinking about them and I had been conscious about them? But yeah, what what are your thoughts, bro? Barakallah, I think those are some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant tips. Um, following that, like. Also, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and like read Quran throughout the day. Maybe uh, I don't know how practical. I don't I don't know how well this will work for me, but I'm going to try the whole like if you read four pages after every prayer, um, you can do a khatma uh, in Ramadan because uh, each each juz has 20 pages. You read five prayers, four pages. You you do the khatma uh, reading reading the maghrib pages before maghrib, not after. Because after maghrib you are uh, you're eating and stuff to get a bit busy and um so I, I i i intend to do that but that's in the daytime and then in the nighttime i obviously tarawih is, tarawih is there but after tarawih i'd like to like read tafsir um like a short tafsir not like a, a deep like not a deep deep tafsir like tafsir or or even ibn Kathir. like i think that might be too much for me to go into too much detail uh, at this stage so i want to read like a basic tafsir of the of, of the whole Quran, so uh, for each day, if for each juz recited, I'll try and read the tafsir for that for that juz, so that when I I'll try and do it before. Th if I can do it before tarawih, that's even better. If I can't do it before tarawih, I'll do it after. But it means that when I attach the tarawih, I can get hit differently by the ayat, and I'll try and like reflect the how does this apply to my life? As you said, does it? Uh, how are these rules? Can I apply them? And then I'll try and spend time with the brothers, attend attend the local circles and things, and and just discuss with people. And get their views because you can get so much benefit from everybody else. You shouldn't view Ramadan in, in like an individualistic manner that it's just me, 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 me. No. If you, if you sit with someone else, maybe they'll tell you one thing and that thing will change your life. So like sit with other people, discuss with them, 
show them what you learned from the Quran, show them any reflections you made, uh, have discussions, productive discussions, get their discussions, and just build the atmosphere of, of love and of love and sharing and um making sure that you're thinking about Islam in a comprehensive manner. And um yeah, that I, I I just yeah, that's that's practically how I'm gonna try and do it. Um yeah. I think definitely that's something that I try to do during Ramadan and outside of it also, but especially during Ramadan, is definitely oh. when I'm doing khatam, as you're saying, to to read the translation, to read the tafsir and try to actually really understand what I'm reading. Because I, I know many years ago I would recite, then realize that what, why am I I'm just reciting but I'm not understanding. So I would I would try to open up tafsir, sometimes tafsir ibn kathir and try to actually understand it. And definitely when you're in taraweeh, it, it definitely hits different when you understand what is being said, when you actually can re- reflect on what's being said and you can feel it, that you're, you're standing praying to Allah Taala, and you're actually understanding um, what is being said. It definitely, um, definitely is very, very impactful. Um, so yeah, the for that, that is, that is something which I also, tr- I, I try to implement. Inshallah. I, 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 pray that I, stick, I pray that I stick to it. I pray that I do it for the sake of Allah. Because to be honest, um, it, it, can give, it can be very easy to intentionally clouded and, and we messed up and then uh, we, just, we just pray that every action that we do is for the sake of Allah we pray in private as well and um, yeah and I just I, I really pray that this month we can change for the better and one of the signs of Ramadan being accepted is that it, it the, act, the changes that you make and the, the, the development you make stays after Ramadan obviously you can't necessarily do it at the same level throughout the whole year we try and keep some habits up like one habit I want to really develop is reading daily, reading daily. If I can get that in, then throughout the year I'll be reading daily, and that will really help. And the next Ramadan I can maybe increase, and um, both Quran and, and non-Quran reading, and um, yeah, just whatever. Yeah, just I pray. I, I, I pray for Ramadan is something that um, and, then, and, Allah, and Allah accepts it from us because I actually heard the story the other day, yesterday actually, of this. Of two sahabas, two sahabi, and uh, they both became Muslim at the same time. One used to just do the fard prayers and all the fard acts, all of them, and then the other would do the fard acts and the sunnah acts. And the one who did the sunnah acts, he died before the one who did the fard act only. And the fard acts person did one extra Ramadan than that one. And then they were both seen in a dream after, and the one who was uh, doing the fard acts only, he was actually a higher level in Jannah than the one who just did the fard acts and the sunnah acts. And the sahaba were confused when they saw when they heard about this. Like, what's going on? Like, how did that happen? Like, this guy used to do, this sahaba used to do all the nawafil as well, and what's going on? And the Prophet explained that this person, did he not reach Ramadan, the other one, the one who did fard praise? And because of that Ramadan, he actually achieved, achieved that higher rank in Jannah. And uh, and that's it. and he just did the the fard. So this is the blessing of Ramadan. This is the beauty of it. It's the time that the the necks are free from the hellfire. It's a time that the hearts can really be changed. It's a time that Allah accepts our du'a. He accepts the du'a of the fasting person, especially in that time before you break your fast, uh, between adhan and qama as well. Make that du'a. Keep making that du'a for not only yourself but for the ummah at large. Because obviously we need to call. We need to call towards. Um, Islam comprehensively, but we need to also make sure we do du'a. Du'a is, du'a is Allah is the one who can change our situation as well. Um, yeah, of course. 
Um, I think, I guess, to conclude, because uh, I think we're, yeah, we, we should, we, we'll conclude here, inshallah. I think to conclude, um, kind of what we've been, what we've talked about is that this month, this month should be definitely a time for us to increase our ibadah, to try and train ourselves to, to better our situation and the, and the situation of our society and the situation of Ummah. Um, we should try to connect with the Quran, not just in recitation, but in, in terms of implementing it in our lives, in all aspects, because we understand that it's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with in order to create change, to take us from darkness into light. And it is, it is a, um, this, this Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it, um, made the foundation of a, of a deen for us to implement in, in our lives as a blessing for us so that we can benefit because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't benefit himself. He, he revealed it to benefit us um, and a guidance for us. And um, I think we've, you, you've we've mentioned um, a few things that we can do to try and uh, to try and benefit and to try and understand the Quran and, and to regularly me- try to uh, make ourselves uh, people of the Quran. Oh. And so I think to conclude, I'll, we make dua that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala makes us of those who reach Ramadan and many more Ramadans to come, and that He may allow us to benefit from this month, to increase in our ibadah, to train and improve ourselves. And may he make this Ramadan a source of change for ourselves and for the Ummah. Amen. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a very good discussion, Alhamdulillah. Um, so with that, I'll say Assalamu Alaikum and Assalamu Alaikum to everyone uh, listening or watching uh, this podcast, inshallah. So, assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.